Hey everyone, Mundo here. If you would like to support the show, please head to patreon.com slash crimeandcourtusa. up everyone and welcome to episode 34 of crime and court usa this is a weekly show where i go over big crime and legal stories going on in the good old us of a i'm your host mundo carrillo i'm recording this on january 5th 2022 i hope you guys are doing well i hope you guys are having a good start to the new year this is the first episode of the new year of year two of crime and court usa you know what i mean we're gonna we're gonna do big things this year just just wait for that. We will. I hope you guys will be doing big things this year as well. You know, it's a new year. You always got to be positive at the beginning of a new year. You know what I mean? I hope you guys are hanging in there. We're only five days in, so I really hope you guys are hanging in there. We have a lot more to go. All right, guys. So I did touch on this a little bit on last week's episode, but the breaking news came in as I was editing. So I kind of just <laughs> just recorded something quick, snuck it in there, and moved back to editing because I don't want to stay up too late that night. But uh, anyways, uh, last week, socialite Ghislaine Maxwell was found guilty on five of the six sex trafficking counts she faced, and she faces up to 40 years in prison, but will be sentenced at a later time. She was accused of helping financier Jeffrey Epstein recruit teenage girls to groom and to later sexually abuse. Epstein was arrested on sex trafficking charges in 2019 and hanged himself in a New York City jail about a month later. Maxwell and Epstein befriended the teens. This actually, this case centered around four teens in particular who are now adults. So uh, Maxwell and Epstein befriended these girls after telling them that they could help them with their careers. Uh, These girls, they were aspiring actresses, aspiring models, artists, that sort of stuff. They had a lot of talent, right? They had some sort of talent, and these two, Epstein and Maxwell, would apparently uh, tell them that, hey, I can get you into this school, I could pay for this, I could pay for that, whatever. One of the victims testified that she trusted Maxwell and looked up to her like a sister until things turned sexual. Maxwell was often present while the sexual abuse was taking place at Epstein's properties in New York, Florida, and New Mexico, and sometimes Maxwell herself would take part in that abuse. Maxwell's defense team had argued that prosecutors were not going after her, since Epstein is now dead, and they attacked the memory and the credibility of the victims. I thought it was going to work, because as long as they were taking, it took a while to come to this verdict. I thought that maybe she was going to get off, or at the very least, get a mistrial, and maybe be tried all over again. I'm sure the U.S. Attorney's Office would try her all over again, but they don't have to. They came to a guilty verdict on five of the six counts, so now comes a sentencing phase. I don't believe she'll be sentenced for a while just because these things take at least a few months so we'll see how long this takes but uh looks like she's gonna be spending the a good amount of her the rest of her life in prison all right so let's get to some actual news that i didn't talk about at all last week because we were still waiting on a verdict but on monday january 3rd elizabeth holmes was found guilty of four of the 11 counts she faced in her high profile fraud trial She was also found not guilty on four counts, but she faces up to 20 years in prison for each of the counts that she was convicted of. So what, that's between 20 to 80 years? She faces a lot of time. 
On Tuesday, a mistrial was declared on three counts because the jury could not come to a unanimous decision and that jury had been deliberating for 50 hours over seven days. It was kind of broke up because they started deliberating the week of Christmas, so they got like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, and they got a couple days off for the New Year, so it was over seven days, but over the a course of a long time. If you guys have been listening to the show the past few weeks, you would know that we've been waiting for a verdict for quite a while now. So Holmes, who is now 37, started Theranos as a 19-year-old Stanford University dropout. She promised investors and patients that her technology could perform hundreds of blood tests from just a few drops of blood. And at one point, the company was valued at $9 billion. I always say it that way, don't I? Nine, but you gotta say it that way. With that much money, nine billion dollars. Investigations from regulatory, I'm just gonna move past that. Investigations from regulatory bodies and the Wall Street Journal found that her technology basically did not work. The investigations found that the blood tests were performed on traditional lab machines since the blood had to be so diluted to do so. The results were often unreliable and it should go without saying that the company is now worth nothing. Holmes's convictions included three counts of committing wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud and her acquittals included counts of defrauding patients. That's the three counts there that she was acquitted of. I'm sorry, was that four counts? Yeah, four counts, sorry. She was acquitted on four counts of defrauding patients. So far, I don't think there's any word on whether the U.S. Attorney's Office wants to try her again on those charges, because again, you can try people again on, on charges that the jury did not come to a consensus on. There is a court hearing very soon, so that will likely be discussed. I believe it's the next week, so we'll know in about a week or so if she'll be tried again. I mean, they got her. You know, she's, they got her and they're going to get her in prison for a while. So I'm thinking they won't try her again just because they got some lengthy convictions. But we shall see. Holmes did get on the stand for about 20 hours, I believe. She was on there for the course of several days. She said on the stand that she was truly believed that her technology would work. And that's why she didn't sell her shares in the company. She could have left with billions of, sorry, billions of dollars. If she wanted to, she'd probably still be charged. But she could have been a bill. She could have had... Could have walked out, I guess. She also said that her ex-boyfriend, Sonny Balwani, who was also an executive at Theranos, manipulated her into making the poor decisions that led to the downfall of the company. She also said he would sexually abuse her by forcing her to have sex with him when she didn't want to. Balwani is also charged with several counts of fraud, and he is scheduled to go to trial sometime later this year. So they were trying to put it all on Balwani, making her look like a... I don't know. Just like she really believed... That her company would work and that Balwani was really the person that led to the downfall and the one that manipulated her into making the decisions that uh, basically led to her now being in prison or now going to be sentenced to prison. She can appeal. She can do a lot of stuff. But as of right now, she is convicted. So, yeah, I, don't know, I think this should just be a cautionary tale. Not every person in Silicon Valley is going to make you rich. <laughs> I mean, there have been a few people. There have been lots of people. I mean, your Zuckerbergs, your Elon Musk. There have been a lot of younger people who, uh, you know, if you invest in their companies or their technology or whatever, you were going to be rich. But Elizabeth Holmes did not look like she was one of those people. <laughs> you know, and I read a lot about how charming she was. Apparently, she was pouring it on for the jury when she was on the stand and stuff, according to analysis and articles that I had read about the trial it was a federal trial, so we couldn't watch it. We had to just read news accounts and look at sketches and all that stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she didn't really seem like she had anything to show for. I know like when a young person, when a, when a techie person makes a pitch to you, they you know, might not have too much to show yet because they're young and they have this crazy idea that hasn't been proven yet. 
but I'm not so sure she had anything to show for what kind of promises she was making. And people were giving her hundreds of millions of dollars. So I don't know, man. I mean, obviously they know more than I do what it's like to lose hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't. So who am I to tell them that they should learn their lesson now? But yeah, I think this is probably just going to serve as a lesson for Silicon Valley. Don't throw your money at just anybody, even if they do dress like Steve Jobs, like she did. <laughs> oh man, we'll see. We'll see how much time she gets, man. But that's probably not going to happen for a while. You know how these things go, guys. Like I said with Ghislaine Maxwell, she won't be sentenced for for a while. So no word on that. But uh, yeah, it looks like she'll be spending a lot of time in prison, possibly the rest of her life. Who knows? She's not going to get the full 80 years. People think she's probably going to get it all stacked and maybe get like 20 years. That seems more likely, like 20 years in prison for this. Eh, that seems fair to me. I don't know. What do you guys think? 80 years? Is 80 years too harsh? I don't know. Holla at me on Twitter. Anyways, moving on to the next story. A judge has dismissed a lawsuit filed by the man who appears naked as a baby on the cover of Nirvana's 1991 Nevermind album. Spencer Eldon, who is now 30, filed a lawsuit against Nirvana LLC and the estate of Kurt Cobain in federal court in August. He alleged that the cover, which depicts him swimming naked in a swimming pool while reaching for a dollar bill, is sexual exploitation that will harm him emotionally and physically for the rest of his life. The case was actually dismissed because Eldon missed a deadline to respond to the defendant's request that the suit be tossed. Eldon still has a chance to file an amended complaint, so when you file a lawsuit, that first filing, like the, the thing that names out the defendants, why you're suing them, blah, 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 that's called a complaint. So he has a chance to file another complaint by January 13th, or else the suit will be dismissed without prejudice, without prejudice meaning that it can be refiled. In trying to get the case dismissed, though, attorneys representing the defendants, which include band members and others involved in creating the album and the album cover, argued that Eldon had been profiting off his celebrity from being on the cover for several years now. Eldon had recreated the cover several times over the years, wearing swim trunks, of course he wasn't hanging dong <laughs> as an adult, uh, and had seemed to embrace the fame of being the Nevermind baby. But in recent years, it appears that he has resented being famous for being on the cover and said that he made no money from doing it. I had just read an article from NBC News that said that his parents were paid 200 bucks for it. Man, considering how much money that album made, y'all got screwed. Eldon's attorney, Robert Lewis, told NBC News that his client will file a new complaint, quote, very soon. Eldon's original complaint said the cover made Eldon look like a sex worker because he was naked and reaching for a dollar bill. Eldon is seeking $50,000 from each of the defendants. And I don't know why I wrote this down in my notes here. The penis in question, it's cropped out of the photos in the news stories. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's what it all comes down to is a uh, little baby penis. Okay, so we'll see if that one gets refiled. His lawyer said it would, so keep you all posted on that, I guess, if you're still interested, you know. All right, just a couple of uh, short items before I get out of here for the week. The investigation into the devastating wildfires in Colorado is centering on a Christian sect called the Twelve Tribes after video surfaced of a structure in their community on fire. Last I checked, um, nothing else had come out from the investigation, but that is where the investigation is starting. Uh, several people lost their homes out in the Boulder County area, out in the suburban Denver area. So, of course, uh, my heart goes out to y'all, man. That's very, very tragic. We in New Mexico, of course, experience wildfires too. In the Southwest, the western part of the United States, just 
almost seems like a way of life. And it's very unfortunate because structures do get burned. People's homes get burned down and they lose everything, man. They lose everything sometimes. So, uh, yeah, my heart goes out to you guys, man. Stay up, Colorado. 303, baby. And finally, it's been about a year. In fact, when you guys hear this podcast, it will have been a year since the uh, attack on the U.S. Capitol, since that riot got out of control. Not much new to say about it. Other than, you know, it's in the news again because it's the one-year anniversary. But as of right now, it looks like 725 people are facing charges in that incident. Every so often, when I check news, I see that someone's taking a plea deal or something, but I don't believe any of these cases have actually gotten to trial yet. I could be wrong. There's 725 of them, so fuck, I may have whisked one. <laughs> you know, take it easy on me. And speaking of which, I mean, I'm not sh- sure how the Department of Justice keeps up with all these cases, but kudos to them, man. 720 cases that all happened in the same area on the same day. Good luck. All right, guys, that is all for this episode. Short and sweet this week. I do have an announcement for some new content coming very soon. In fact, I should be launching it next week sometime. So by next week's episode of Crime and Court USA, I should be able to speak all about it. But until then, I've got to keep hush-hush. But again, coming very soon. So, so stay tuned on that. Share this podcast with your friends. Share it with your enemies. You know the whole spiel, guys. Help me spread the word of Crime and Court USA. Actually, the podcast grew dramatically at the end of December. So... Yeah, that's freaking awesome, man. If you guys are sharing it, man, keep it up. Keep it up. I appreciate it, man, because the podcast is certainly growing. Leave a rating and a review on iTunes if you can. That'll help the podcast grow and get in front of more people. You could also rate the podcast on Spotify now. So if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it, you guys. All right, folks, until next time, my name is Mundo, and I'm out. Peace.